0: Hi, everyone. Hello from the EFM virtual uh, film market. It's really cool. So as I'm sure you know, it's not possible to actually move around and go to Berlin um, to attend the Berlinale and uh, European film market. So what's happening? Well, we're all doing it online, which is great. So for the modest sum of 89 euros, I have registered as a participant in the EFM market. So um, a few takeouts uh, I want to bring to, 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 to you with respect to you know industry analysis, what's happening you know, in the film industry at the moment, um, especially under the, um, under the impact of COVID. It's it's um, really quite enlightening. As you all know, in the music industry, the um, move from basically um, films and DVDs and CDs. Sorry, the move from CDs and um, and basically uh, um, tangible material. Uh, way on which uh, uh, music was uh, was stored uh, into the digital realm through streams this happened i'd say now like you know uh, uh seven years ago more or less and then it really became mainstream i'd say three or four years ago now everybody's got you know some um um basically the music i've stored on their computers and and um, um hard drives if they still Using MP3 files, or uh, they have all the music that they basically, uh, you know, select on um, on streaming services like Spotify or Deezer, etc. So this in the music industry, the music industry was the earliest adopter in the creative industries in taking advantage of streaming, and it wasn't on their own volition that they did it. Okay, the record labels, the um, the big majors, etc. No, it's because of piracy. Because there was lots of piracy with the likes of um, Napster, where all the, um, uh, the, the, the basically the MP3 files were being uh, you know, hijacked by people who didn't want to buy CDs anymore. So that forced the you know music industry to get into the realm of, um, of the digital revolution. But with the film industry, it wasn't like that. Okay, So theatres, right, where you go actually physically go, buy your 15 euros or dollars or pounds tickets and actually sit for an hour and a half with your co-fellow uh, watchers um that that they d- don't want to go away right and it's only this pandemic this COVID-19 pandemic which is really making some massive changes in the film industry finally it was about bloody time so what's happening um um in particular well theaters are closed in most places around the world so that's that okay so um, today the paradigm, like the question is no longer are we going to have a theatrical release, yes or no, before we put all the films online, on streaming services no, this is no longer the question while a, a, a year ago if this was still the question, you know, a day and date release, like a lot of uh, um, of um, Basically, consumers of content were asking for a day and date release, which is uh, the concept of having the film ready to watch, both in fia- in theaters through the theatrical release, as well as on uh, streaming services, okay, at the same time. And uh, still a year ago, this was like a huge pilava that all the theater owners were doing because they insisted on getting a, a, theater, a, a theatrical release first, and then one or two months later, then you can have access to, a con- to the new film on streaming. Well, this is no longer the uh, paradigm here. The question is, uh, how are you going to stream your new film? Um, and and um, and what's going to be the streaming distribution channel you're going to use, right? This is the new question. Um, and I think that actually the major studios in particular still haven't quite, you know, got round to this. You know, they still, so they still, for example, um, um, postponing the release of uh, major films like, the June film with Timothée Chalamet and also the next uh, uh Wes Anderson movie. This has been postponed to you know indefinitely, probably to 2022, because they absolutely want to have a theatrical release. Hello guys, this is just forget about your world, this is over, okay? The COVID-19 pandemic is going to be recurring, I, should, I think, for quite a while. Every time we're going to have like um, a, a cold weather, there's probably, you know, like the flu, going to be this risk of, a pand- of, the, of the COVID-19 uh, 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 virus. So you have to adapt. So I, I really don't see, you know, theaters opening again in, you know, on like on a permanent basis in the, in the near future. But still the uh, major studios like Warner Brothers and um, and Universal and Sony, they still uh, delay and postpone the release of his major films because they absolutely want to absolutely want to have some uh, theatrical release, which means that they have this backlog or right? they have this backlog of titles that they are keeping. But anyway, this is uh, this is a strategy at the moment, which I don't think is, uh, uh, you know, within the the times. I think it is unrealistic. But that's a problem. So as I was saying, the one of the main takeout I'm I'm, I'm getting from this EFM virtual uh, session is that the new paradigm is how are you going to distribute your content, your new film on 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 streaming. Which st- streaming distribution channel are you going to choose? Because nowadays, um, since around a year ago, the uh, um, a lot of studios have actually decided to also have their own uh, streaming service, like uh, the likes of HBO, the likes of uh, Disney, obviously. Um, and I think Paramount as well is also thinking of having its own um, uh, streaming service so that means that there's like this whole increase of streaming services which is coming out of woodwork and us consumers you know the end consumers are like okay so how do I actually get to see the film I want to see without piracy you know without having to resort to the likes of time for popcorn and stuff like that well it's complicated because you've got Apple TV you've got as I was saying, you've got Netflix, you've got HBO, you've got um, Disney and etc. And they're all popping up, you know, because all these studios, they want to have control over the way they uh, their content is distributed. So since all these new streaming services have come out, like Disney, like uh, HBO, etc., a lot of content has actually been removed from Netflix, which used to be like the almost uh, monopolistic streaming service Um m- Streaming uh, sorry, Netflix is present it, it, it is in all the countries in the world except from Iran, uh China, and I think Algeria. And these are the free all the other countries you can have access to Netflix from. Okay, so that shows you the enormous spread of Netflix around the world. Um, and so well, I think it, I understand uh, the position of the big film studios, which is that they want to create their own streaming service in order to be able to control, you know, the, um, Uh, the the, the distribution of the content which is put on the streaming services since theatres are out of the equation. And then they can also put all their catalogs, right? Because they've got, of of course, enormous amount of backlog catalogs, the likes of Warner Brothers and, and Universal and Sony on these streaming platforms. But the problem for us, the end consumer, is like... So you have, I'm going to pay 15 pounds for um, Disney every month, and I'm going to pay 15 pounds, like uh, 10 pounds, I think, for uh, Netflix. And then I see, if I want to see something special on HBO, I have to go to. I also have to pay like 15 pounds. That's that's not realistic. We need for film the film industry. That's my take. But we, we need for the film industry the likes of a Spotify, where you have all the music uh, you 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 can possibly dream of on just one platform, right, which is the Spotify platform. That is, I think, the model we need to get to uh, for the film industry, but the the studios, especially the major studios, they still haven't got there, right? They still don't get that. Well, it's a big choice, but uh, hopefully in the future, they'll understand that they just need, we need one or two main um, uh, streaming uh, uh, platform for, for films. Another very interesting takeout I'm getting from these uh, EFM sessions, industry sessions, is that because now the, stream, the streaming um, distribution channels are the main channels to see content, there's an enormous uh, move away from global content, which means basically U.S.-made content, to um, other, um, other countries' content. And that's really interesting in the sense that Now, uh, for example, Netflix has shifted its its agenda from global to sorry, sorry to global. Sorry, I meant to global, which is non-US. Okay, so there's US versus non-global versus global, which is non-US. And now, up to sixty percent of new productions made by Netflix are um, made outside the US. Um, So I think in this era of you know diversity. making sure that everybody, you know, uh, uh, gets to play the game. I think it is fantastic and uh, uh, that the likes of Netflix are now making sure that uh, a lot of different cultures, a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different stories coming from these different cultures um, are are coming to the uh, to the main distribution channels, which are the streaming distribution channels, and um, 60 percent of them are non U.S., which is great. Um, so this is the approach taken by Netflix, but I'm fairly sure that the other streaming services will also adopt this strategy to have more uh, global, i.e. known US content coming to their platforms, if they want to, you know, uh, increase their audience uh, reach, um, and not everybody is interested in, in uh, US-only stories. And yeah, so basically, the main takeout from the EFM is the digitization of the industry, of the film industry, and it was about time. It was about time because there was so much resistance from those theaters and also from these major players in the, um, in the studios uh, that this was really taking too much time. And the pandemic is pushing, is forcing all these um, uh, stakeholders from the film industry to get into this digitization process. And that is wonderful for us. And consumers is wonderful. <laughs> I don't have any problem with watching my films from uh, my, ta- my my tablet, my iPad, or, or uh, uh, my screen, my, my, my book pro screen at all. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah. However, on the, po- on the production side of things, right? Very um, concerning, issue that has arisen out of the COVID-19 pandemic is the cost of insurance. It's becoming very, very difficult to actually get all these productions to the production stage. So there's a pre-production stage where you do the, the, uh, basically the um, you write the story you um do the casting you prepare all the uh, you know the, the decor the the the, uh, uh, the places the, the locations where you're going to shoot etc so that's pre-production there's production where you actually do the shooting of a film on location and then there's post-production where you do all the special effects and dubbing or what's uh, and also editing obviously etc etc so the production uh, uh, uh stage of uh, making a movie is becoming increasingly expensive because of the insurance costs. Um, so it's very difficult, especially for Indies to uh, get insured. So the financiers actually have to step in and, um, and basically, you know, cover this uh, these, uh, these insurance, uh, 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 this these, these risk relating, which are usually insured um, uh, by, by insurance. Um, here they can't get insured. So um, of course that means that on set you really do need to have a very uh, strict and stringent COVID nineteen, um, uh, you know, uh, health and safety uh, policy in place that all your staff needs to comply with. I remember Tom Cruise being um, basically pointing the finger out because on the on his um, uh, last um, on the set of his of a shooting of his last uh, uh, film. Uh, from his um, Mission Impossible franchise, which was in the UK a few months ago, before before, December 2009, I mean, it was in December 2020 that the uh, the polemic actually um, um, arose. But basically, he actually uh, told off some staff who were on the set, I think at Pioneer Studios in the UK, because they were too close to each other, not wearing a mask. He um, actually was enraged by that, because he said, you know, I'm trying to get this uh, set uh, up and running, and making sure that nobody gets COVID because we don't uh, we don't want it to, sh- to 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 shut down. And you guys are closing very very close, to, uh, working very very close to each other in front of a screen, not wearing a mask. Just you know, get the fuck out with it and put a mask on and k- keep your two meters. You know. Um, a distance uh, uh, away from each other to ensure that you are complying with uh, our COVID nineteen pandemic, and so that is really, really critical in, in production stage to actually have a proper health and safety uh, COVID nineteen policy in place. Okay, bye for now, guys. Getting back to uh, the, um, the the VEFM sessions. Bye.